This episode of the Sportsman's Empire is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Since 1952, Interstate Batteries has been evoking compassion and a trustworthy spirit into the surrounding communities. Interstate Batteries is a mission-driven company fueled by purpose and guided by their values. If you need help locating a specific battery, stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and speak with a battery specialist. They even offer cell phone repairs. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm still going to be the host of the show, but every once in a while, we're going to get a new host come in. His name is Cameron Stover. He is the owner of HuntingGearDeals.com, and he called me up one day, and he's like, hey, man, I like to talk about hunting gear and equipment and uh, somehow can we tie it you know to my website and I was like hmm so we brainstormed back and forth for a couple weeks and and he's like what about me just doing a couple you know doing some episodes once a week once every other week whatever whatever you need and I said okay what would they be about and it sounds to me like he's gonna do a lot of the podcast where he taught where we talk to a specific company and usually there's gonna be some kind of deal out there potentially where you guys could save on some hunting products. So we talked and this is the first episode out of, out of this new series where Cameron uh, is a bit of a co-host. He's, he's going to take on the hosting roles. I'm still going to be here every week as well, but uh, I really do think this is going to be interesting. It's going to definitely be informative and uh, you should be entertained as well. So a uh, shout out to Cameron for taking time out of his life to do this. And if you do get an opportunity, go check out HuntingGearDeals.com. Before we get into today's episode with uh, Cameron and uh, Scree Gear, uh, I do have to do a quick commercial, and that commercial is Code Blue Sense. Now, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to go to Code Blue Sense, uh, CodeBlueSense.com, and take a look at all their products, they have... uh, real and synthetic deer urines they have the scent elimination sprays they have a whole bunch of different uh, mock scrape kit type products and my favorite is the rope-a-dope system you take the pre-orbital gel you smear it on the rope you hang the rope in a tree and you put a trail camera over it and what do you get you get inventory of all of the deer that are in the area so with that said go to CodeBlueSense.com. Enter the discount code NFC20 for 20% off and uh, have a little savings there. Go, go check their product line out. It's uh, pretty cool. And read up on their quality control. It's pretty, pretty cool how they quality check all of their products. So um, go take a look at that. Huge shout out to Cameron. Welcome to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. And without further ado... Here's Cameron with Scree Gear. Hey guys, I'm Cameron Stover from the Hunting Gear Podcast as well as HuntingGearDeals.com. Today I'm joined by Mike Nielsen from Scree Gear to talk about their clothing lineup and how you can utilize it regardless of where you're hunting across the country. Also, you're going to want to stay tuned to the end 
because they've offered a $150 gift card to one lucky listener. So, without further ado, let's listen to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hey, it's great to be here, Cameron. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I've had a fun season, and we've actually had a chance to test some of those products. So I'm looking forward to talking to you, learning more about Scree as a company, and the products that you have to offer. So, without further ado, what is Scree? So Scree Gear was um, founded. Actually, the, the idea, the vision for it was um, all the way back to 2011. Uh, <clears throat> I was actually on a, a moose and doll sheep grizzly bear combo hunt with a couple good friends of mine and we got dropped off in the back country you know in the in the alaska range and anyway about four days into the hunt i had on one of the hunting pants i had of course this wasn't our pants because we weren't in existence at the time but one of one of the really expensive pair of ha- pants that i had purchased actually came unstitched on me <clears throat> and and luckily my my buddy you know and you're you know, you're a hundred miles from anywhere. And I mean, this is, you're, you're flowing back in on a, you know, on a super cub. And so, you know, the, the option to uh, r- run back into town is, is not there. Cause you just kind of have to make do man, if you have a, a gear failure in the back country like that. And so <clears throat> anyway, luckily my buddy, he's a, he's a taxidermist and he had a, he had a sewing kit with him and we made do we you know we sewed up that stitching and 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 made it work we ended up being out there 18 days um living out of a backpack but anyway i learned a lot on that hunt and i would say that hunt is is really what started the vision for scree and i think you know when you when you start any kind of company i mean i have to believe most people that start a company they're starting something that they're passionate about and i'm I'm a big gear nut, but I'm also a big hunter. And so it was kind of where my love of gear collided with my love for hunting. And and that's really how the, the brand was born. Plus, you at some point you realize, look, man, I think I can do something better, something that someone else hasn't done. I believe I can make better clothing that's designed by hunters for hunters. And so um, that's really where the vision for for the the brand started was back in 2011 in in the backcountry of Alaska, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. Okay, so you took personal experience and found had a need for a product to improve, and you thought you could improve upon it, and now you've got Scree gear or Scree. Um, so that's a little bit about the history and stuff like that. So, what is your role within the company? So I'm the CEO and founder of the company, but you know I'm I'm in you know I'm involved in a lot of uh, you know a lot of different aspects of the the business product development, um, R and D. I'm actually um, a part of the marketing team, um, one of the directors there as well, um, and and then as far as brand overall brand management. But um, yeah, I wear a lot of hats. I really have a lot of fun with the. Uh, you know, the research and development and bringing new products to, um, you know, new offerings each year. Yeah, it's, it's good to see somebody that actually owns the, or is part of the company like you are, like you are at the CEO level that actually hunts. So we've got companies in the industry that are ran by individuals that aren't hunters. So it's hard to relate. So that's always refreshing. Well, and you know, that the reality is, and you, you look at some of the top, I mean, there's there's some great gear out there, great companies that, that make hunting apparel. Um, but but sadly, you know, a lot of the, a lot of times, you know, guys like me will start those companies and then eventually they get bought out by corporate America 
and and it kind of loses the you know the the touch right i mean you, you no longer have hunters developing clothing for hunters and so i i feel like that's one one area we've excelled in we've we've um we've kept control of that aspect as far as r d and and the creation of new products okay so are you create bringing new products to market every year or you have a like a set of line of products and you're just kind of building off of those because it works right you know we don't you know we don't come up with some number in our head like hey we need to develop five products this year we kind of look at you know we we actually reach out to our customer base each year we um we reach out to our customer base and we ask them what what gear don't we have that you would like to see us produce okay. so we get feedback from customers we don't i mean i don't just build a piece of gear because i want it um it's not what i want as a ceo and founder it's what what does our customer base want and so we we take um you know we'll take some polls and have people answer some questionnaires so we can really get an idea of what our customers want and then you know obviously there's some there's always some standouts and then we begin to to create and design off of what our customers want i mean so it's not say hey we're we're going to try and release 5 or 10 or 15 new items like for example and I can say this because we've teased it out a little bit, but we um, were introducing a, a, a mid-weight, mid to lightweight bib for kind of okay. early to mid-season. Um, it's just a, it's a sweet piece. I mean, there'll be, you know, more details to come in the coming months. But um, we developed that because a lot of our customers were saying, hey, man, we'd really, you know, we, we love your late season bib, but we'd really like something that's a, that's a little lighter and and more applicable to these earlier season hunts and that's a product that correct me if i'm wrong it's not a very well established product in the industry anymore it used to be like back in the day like i had a light pair of hunting bibs that i would wear but now looking at some of the other brands i don't see the lightweight bibs or, or midweight like you're referring to i see the heavy duty stuff for late winter and things like that nature and cold temperatures so maybe you you looks like you found a need for a product yep. through your customer base and that's what's driving innovation and things of that nature. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, and, and it's fun to let our customers be involved in that process of, of, of um, developing products that people actually want to wear, you know, uh, it's exactly. I, mean, I see. So I, I I deal with a lot of other companies and things like that. And I'm always looking at gear. I'm a gear guy. I, I'm absolutely if it's new to the market, like ATA show, shot show, things like that. I, I was the kid on archery talk and watching the debuts coming through before YouTube was a big deal and before the podcast and things of that nature. So seeing the products come to life and things of that nature are really nice. But I look at some of the other clothing brands on the market and I'm like, why, why is there 20 pairs of pants? Like I just need early season, mid, a midway, a cold season, maybe something a little bit more in between for, crappy temperatures or crappy conditions as far as the rain goes so is it easy to be oversaturated with products or have you guys got to that point yet no and and i agree with you wholeheartedly i mean there's 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 companies out there that try to be absolutely everything to everyone and the reality is like for example our, our pant lineup we have our hard scrabble pant which is our i mean if you're only going to wear you know, own one hunting pad, that's the pad to own. But then we also have a, a, and that would be just a good, 
that thing would carry you through all seasons if you layer correctly with it, right? But we also have an early season pant and then our hard, our hard scrabble pants, which is kind of an all season, mid season. And then we have our, our Kodiak pant, which is late season. And, and that's it. I mean, yeah, we have some layering pieces of pants like your rain gear, your rain pants, and also your ptarmigan down pants. Um, but as far as everyday soft shell pants, we just have the three. And I, I think the problem is with, with a lot of companies, you'll go in there and they got 20 pants and it confuses people. And they, exactly. they leave frustrated. Like they don't, they just, I, they don't know what to buy. Yeah. I, as a consumer myself, like I look at some of these products from a bunch of one brand in particular, and I'm like, where do I start? Like, just spell it out for me. Make it easy if you've got a kit. So, like, the idea of having an actual kit, an early season kit, a late season kit, all those things streamlined. And I think after looking at your all's website, you guys have that correctly. You might, you kind of fix it for us as a consumer and make it a lot easier on the shopping side, correct? Correct. And that's, that's one thing that, that we did right out of the gate that a lot of our, our competitors were doing is they weren't offering sensible bundles. And so we found great success with bundles because people want to know like, Hey, I'm, I'm coming out West to hunt elk on third season, which is in November. Like, what do I need? And we have those bundles, right? We have a Rocky mountain elk bundle. We have our mule deer bundle. The most popular bundle is our elite starter bundle for somebody that's brand new. That's like, they've seen our brand and they're, they're thinking they might want to try it. I mean, that's what we recommend because that has three of our top selling pieces in it. Our hard scrabble jacket, hard scrabble pant, and then our Kayabab um, one fifty quarter zip. I mean, you can, that kit right there gets you in the field hunting, right? If you're hunting later in the season, now granted, you're going to need some additional uh base layers um and maybe an insulation core insulation layer but yeah but that's what's awesome about our bundles is we have a bundle for every hunter for every season yeah that's awesome a, a quick scroll through the website shows all these things and it kind of dumbs it down for somebody that's just getting started and maybe that's somebody that's attracted to the pattern of clothing that you guys have and they're like well i just want all this stuff and you see those trends and things like that happen in the industry so it's nice that you guys have those bundles to make it easy. Uh, um, let's back up. So we talked about Scree. What does Scree even stand for? Like, where does the name of the company actually originate from? And like, where's the influence for S-K-R-E, Scree? Gotcha. No, I'm actually glad you asked that question. We get asked that question a lot, right? So what Scree is, if, if, if you live out west or you live in Alaska, or if you've hunted anywhere in the mountains, um scree is a a rock slide um if you've ever hunted out west you've probably crossed these wretched things they're you know they're they're rugged and, and at times very uh dangerous to, to cross um but basically what it is is if you at the at a cliff face over you know thousands of years the the, the freezing and cracking the cliff face falls off and it forms a big rock slide and so a scree a scree slide is a scree is just another name for rock slide. And so okay. the, and it's actually spelled S-C-R-E-E, -E, um, but the pronunciation is S-K-R-E, and we landed on that as, as, our, as our brand name. Okay. So the, you got the brand name from like a, a Western scene in that situation in the mountains. So is your clothing built for an elk hunter, a 
sheep, moose hunter, or whitetail hunter are going to be used for anything? Well, I mean, we I live in the West. We live in the West. The, the company is headquartered in, in Utah. And so we live in the West. And, and as a Western hunter, I mean, yeah, I designed this initially for Western hunters. But then we expand, expanded out into Eastern markets with whitetail. And that's the great thing about our layering systems. I mean, we've we've used our layering systems from Alaska through the Rocky Mountain West um, in in the, the deer stands and in, in uh, you know, Eastern markets, uh, East of the Mississippi and Africa. And, and the cool thing about a layering system, if you if you eventually build up, the idea is to build up and get our extreme layering system which will basically cover you from the warmest of conditions to the coldest of conditions, right? That's the cool thing about a layering system. It's not like a one size fits all, you know, this jacket's either too hot or too cold. You can add layers. The, the idea of owning an extreme layering system is that you can add layers as you get cold, right? And you can remove layers as you get warm. And that way you've got, you've got the perfect um, layering kit for the for the the temperature that you're you're in at the present time yeah so what 15 plus years ago the idea of a layering system and having this interchangeable clothing options really wasn't on most people's radar i remember if like wintertime rolled around i had a big heavy coat and then i had whatever i could fit underneath it Nowadays, it seems like that consumer is a little bit more educated thanks to companies like Scree out there talking about layers and, layers. and I can have the same exterior clothing almost all season long and then just change my layers for whether it be a puffy mid-layer or my base layers from a heavyweight to a lighter weight clothing depending on the temperature. So is that kind of how you guys set your clothing lineup up? Yeah, and you know, it, it's amazing. In the last 20 years, there's been um i mean there has been amazing progress in technical fabrics so the cool thing is now is you got these technical fabrics that weigh next to nothing but that can can give you the same performance that that old you know 500 pound carhartt jacket you know i mean those things are big and and they're warm but they only fit like a really cold situation and so what it allows you to do is it allows you to to, to layer um, for that specific for that specific um, uh, macro environment. Okay, so can we talk about some of those technical uh, materials and clothing options that you have incorporated yeah. into your products? Because a lot of times we just read those off the description, but we don't really know why it's incorporated into the product. So kind of let's can, can we walk through that even at a base layer level to an outer layer level at a high level? Absolutely. No, I think that's great. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, let's start with base layer. So usually most people know either synthetic or merino. Where are we at with scree base layers? Say that again. Sorry. Uh, you like most of the time we hit, talk about base layers, it's either a synthetic material or it's a merino material. So right. are you using not using both or one or the uh, over the other? No, we, we absolutely offer both. Um, okay. I mean, there's, I would say in terms of like, they, they, they offer a lot of the same performance, um, but there are things with Merino that, you know, that, that are not, you know, not available in synthetics, which is really odor control. Yep. The cool thing about um, Merino wool is it just checks all the boxes in terms of performance. 
right? It's, it's antimicrobial. I mean, on that, that hunt that I was in Alaska, I mean, we were out there for 18 days hiking and sweating and that merino wool just does not, it, I mean, all my synthetic stuff that I have, it's awesome. It breathes well, but man, and within three days of sweating in that, it's just, it, it's, it, it gets a really bad odor. Um, but with the, with the merino wool, it's antimicrobial. It's naturally antimicrobial. And, and merino wool is also, it's not like your grandpa's, you know, uh, army surplus wool, right? That was really itchy. Yeah. Um, merino, you, merino has a, a really fine fiber. That's what makes it so appealing in the outdoor industry is that it, the, the fiber is so fine that it actually provides a soft, supple next to skin feel. Um, so odor control, it's it's very soft next to the skin because it's being worn as a base layer. But another cool thing about merino wool is you can absorb up to 30% of its weight in moisture and it still feels dry. And it's incredibly breathable. It's good at wicking moisture away from your body. And it's it's just one of those fabrics that honestly checks all the boxes. Now you get a lot of those same features with synthetic, but the one thing you don't get is you don't get the odor control with with synthetic and i think that's the the biggest difference i also think that the merino is for me personally i feel like it's a softer supple next to skin i mean that and that can be you know dependent on the person i mean some people have super sensitive skin but i overall i like it better but our our synthetic line is is awesome it's definitely the price points are different right merino wool right is a is a natural fiber um you know ours comes out of ours we source all of ours out of australia um and it's the finest grade of it's a it's a 17.5 micron which is measuring the, the diameter of the fiber so if you can imagine how fine a human hair is the the merino wool fiber is is almost 10 times finer than a human hair and that's what produces that soft supple next to skin layer Okay. So with the base layers, you got Merino, you've got the synthetic and you talked about odor control. Are there any kind of treatments that you guys are doing behind the scenes for odor control in the synthetic blends or is it, it is what it is? No, we, we don't. I mean, we, we believe in, in the natural odor control that you get from Merino wool. Okay. Good to know. Okay. The science behind that is pretty, the science behind that is pretty solid. I mean, I can tell you this after 18 days, I remember <laughs> I had this, I had this Merino shirt. Of course, this was before I created Scree, but it I had this blue Merino t-shirt. And I remember I, cause I, cause I'd heard, you know, I'm a gear junkie just like you. And I'd heard it was really, you know, they were, it was antimicrobial. So I kind of stuff, stuck it up next to my nose and gave it a big whiff. And it, I'm not kidding you, man, 18 days, it had no odor, but all the other pieces that I have that were synthetic, dude, they, I'm telling you, man, they stunk to high heaven. Well, it's pretty bad. Just the other day, and and I noticed this. I got this cheap kind of like performance style shirt, um, just a, a random gray shirt, and I was wearing it the other day for the first time. And just after a few hours, it's like, my gosh, I smell terrible. Like, what's going on? I was like checking to see if I put deodorant on. I'm like, I know I did. I put the good stuff on today. <laughs> Change shirts. And that had had an issue, but it's some of those synthetic fibers just produce some unwanted odors, and then merino wool and things more of those natural fibers don't. So 
I've even seen that in the clothing that I'm wearing each and every day. Definitely makes a difference on an 18 day hunt. Yeah. And I, I just tell people, look, if you've never, if you've never worn Marina wool, whether it's our gear or somebody else's, you, you really need to do yourself a favor and, and give it a run. Cause it's, it's awesome. It's, it's my favorite base layer. Okay, so let's let's look into the kind of the mid-layer side of it. So I'm assuming you've got some different sizes or different weights as far as warmth for your mid-layers and maybe some different fibers or different materials that those are made out of to get those different warmth ratios. Yeah, so if you go back to, to base layers, I mean, oh. that's where you're going to talk about your, your, um, your degree of layering, right? Right. So in, in Merino wool, we offer ours in two. We have like a, a 300 series. It's our Kaibat 300. So that's 300 GSM. That's grams per square meter. So the, the, the best way to put it in, in layman's terms is the difference between a 300 and a 150. You'll feel it. The, the, the wool is thicker with a 300 than it is a 150. Makes sense. You're just, you're getting, you're getting literally double the insulation with a 300 okay and so that allow and, and again like 300 that would be a great one to wear later in the season right a 150 would be good to run as a base layer early in the season to, to mid-season so here's a curveball question so you're on a early season elk hunt it's 90 degrees some of the days um you've probably got on minimal clothing are you wearing a base layer like a merino wool to kind of wick some of that moisture weight along with something else or are you just running the regular top what are you wearing here's the here's the problem with i mean i can tell you what i wear but the, the problem is is everybody the, the process of of thermal regulation right is so different for everybody right like i there's people like i get cold real easy but i got guys that i hunt with they they get hot real easy so it's it's it just depends on you me personally if it's 90 degrees out i ain't wearing any base layers I'm, okay. I'm, that's, that's pretty warm right now if it's if it's let's just say it's like we we hunt in august out here in utah our, our archery right. hunt, you know stuff start and it, it can i mean it can get up into that 90 degrees yeah there's i'm not wearing any base layers but if you start getting a little bit into september um you know it'll it'll start to it'll start to cool down and it'll be a little crisp in the mornings and stuff I'll occasionally, if it, as it starts getting colder, I'll add that 150 series. But by, by November, I'm wearing the 300 base layer bottoms. So, you know, if it's an August, early, um, early September hunt, and you, you're a guy that gets cold easy. Yeah. Throw, I'd throw on a 150 for sure. Okay. Base layer top and bottom. Good enough. So uh, mid-layer size of things, like what all options do we have here? And like kind of what are the point of the scree mid-layers? What right. we, what's our purpose and what are we get doing to fix those problems that hunters might have? Yeah, you bet. So so really what you're talking about, when you're talking about mid-layers, we actually have another term for it. We call it core insulation, right? Okay. Um, and we're talking about your your core, your torso, right? And so... What we offer, one of the best core, um, core insulation pieces that, that you can get is a vest. And we have our hard scrabble vest, um, which is hands down our most popular vest. Um, and then we also have, if you know, as you get a little bit later into that season, we have our ptarmigan down vest. It's an 850 fill power down vest. 
and and you know core insulation is critical man you, your legs can be you know your legs can get cold it's not gonna cause you any issues but if you're if your core gets cold that's where you run into problems, problems. Right? you know and so the the key is is to keep your core insulated and there in, in my view vests are a great way but also like our 300 our 300 kyvab hoodie is used as a core insulation piece um i actually like here in the west i love my down puffy my ptarmigan down puffy i'll wear that as a core insulation piece but it can also be worn as an outer layer right um depending on what you're doing that's the cool thing about an extreme layering system is is you can you can move things around um to get the perfect uh you know the perfect layering system for that specific temperature makes sense right yeah. but that is a very important part of your extreme layering kit you got to keep your core warm and switching from a vest to a jacket so you could you could have that puffy jacket with sleeves all the or sleeves all the way to your wrist but as a bow hunter i don't want a whole lot of puffy layering between me and my left arm which is my bow hand because I don't want to, I don't want to take a chance of slapping my string against my jacket. Right, and and it's the same. I mean, I'm a bow hunter as well. So so you could actually take that down puffy, and down compresses. Down compresses pretty good. And so our one cool thing about our hard scrabble jacket, in my view as a bow hunter, that's the jacket that you want as your outer outer layer. Unless it's raining, you got to put on a rain shell, right? A waterproof rain shirt, but a, a, our soft shell jacket, our hard scrabble jacket, I mean, that is our core jacket, um, our hands down, our most popular jacket, but that, the cut on that jacket has a, as an athletic cut to it, which means when you draw a bow or you shoulder a rifle, you're not going to have, you know, fabric, additional fabric stacking up in your armpits or getting in the way of your draw or your string or anything like that. And so, you, you, you got to learn how to layer. Now, I have bow hunters that will wear the, the ptarmigan. I mean, it also has an athletic cut. So, I mean, I've shot shot my bow with my ptarmigan. And I think that's the big difference is what makes our gear so awesome is it has that athletic cut. There's no, there's no material that are, is stacking up. In, in areas that are going to interfere with you drawing a bow or shouldering a rifle. Okay, so let's touch on the athletic fit because one of the things I wanted to ask is how do they fit? So as far as sizing and things of that nature, I have a bigger belly than what I did a few years ago. So I wouldn't consider me an athlete anymore at this stage of life. What do I need to do with Scree products in order to fit a body type that's not athletic anymore? Right. Well, I'm the same way. I mean, I don't have the build that I, that I used to have, but um, here's what we tell guys. I mean, we, we put a lot of um, work into getting sizing, right? And look, if you wear a large shirt, wear a large, order a large shirt. If you, if you wear a, typically wear a large jacket or a large jacket, the one thing I recommend is when in doubt, when in doubt, order up a size. Okay. So if you're ever in doubt, just order up a size. But otherwise, you order what you know what you wear now. I mean, like I said, if you wear if if you have a large jacket and it fits you really well and you like the way it fits, then then order that size. You'll still have the athletic cut. It still covers guys that have little little bellies or guts or whatever you want to call it. But 
yeah, I mean, it, it still fits those guys. You don't have to have an athletic body to wear our gear. Okay. Um, when it, you talk about wearing a size large, so if we're ordering a size large, am I able to wear a size large base layer, a core layer, and then an outer layer? Are they designed to fit over top of each layer? Or do I need to go up a size if I know I'm going to be switching between the core, insulation layer, like for my heart, if I'm wearing a, you said a hard scrabble jacket, do I need to wear a large hard scrabble jacket on a regular day versus if I'm wearing a puffy underneath it and go up to an XL? Do I need to think about that? Well, you, you may want to put a little bit of thought of it, thought into it, but the, the answer again is going back to the sizing is correct. Everything is designed to be layered together. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, but, but like, look, if you're saying, Hey, I'm going to, I've got this hard scrabble jacket. I'm, I'm kind of between a large and an extra large. And I'm going to wear, I plan on wearing this late, late season, mid November um, for, you know, say like a Midwestern Kansas or Illinois uh, whitetail hunt or something like that. And temperatures are going to be, you know, below freezing. And you know, you're going to put a lot of stuff under that, you know, and you're, you're kind of teetering between a large and extra large. I would say that would be a case to order up a size. Okay. But, Generally speaking, no, you don't need to do that. Just order the size that that you plan on wearing because everything has been designed to be layered with each other. Okay. So when it comes to the different species and different pursuits, so a lot of the guys on the East Coast are never going to make it to the West and chase elk and stuff like that in the Rocky Mountains. One of the biggest things that I see as a consumer when it comes to clothing design for both purposes is noise level when you're in a tree stand trying to draw on a deer that's 10 yards below you in the stand for your outer layers which would probably be the most important how is that noise level compared to anything else it, is that taken into consideration with some of these clothing when it talks about the technical side of these soft shells and things of that nature yeah absolutely i mean look that's 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 right of the the you know, that's right at the top of the list when you're designing stuff. I mean, as hunters, especially bow hunters, right? It doesn't matter if you're drawn back at 15 yards on a, on a whitetail from a tree stand or a saddle, or you're, you're drawn back on a, a mule deer or an elk at 30 yards. I mean, you got to have something that's, that's quiet, right? Okay. So all of our, all of our gear, and, and sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a lot of testing before you find that one that's, that's, not you know that performs right and that's rugged and durable and that's breathable but it's also simultaneously it's very quiet and so I, absolutely and i would say i mean i'm not gonna i, I don't know there's there, maybe there's some uh nerd geek out there that can arbitrarily test um you know some kind of uh noise you know noise test against each other i haven't seen any data to yet but, you know, I would say as a bow hunter, I'd say our stuff is incredibly quiet. I mean, there's there's no technical data or numbers to provide. I, I haven't seen any. I think it would actually be it's kind of fascinating. But, um, you know, I don't I don't know that uh, there's well, any kind of technical data in that regard. You said that. And the first thing that popped up. So prior to starting hunting gear deals or buying hunting gear deals dot com and then bucks, bulls and bears and what I'm doing right now with whitetail properties before I ever done the hunting industry stuff, I was a safety guy. So I did a lot of noise sampling and I just happened to have a dosimeter in my garage. 
So that instantly sparked like, ah, crap, that's where I need to be focusing in on is seeing kind of the noise ratings and how this is going to work. So maybe that's what I need to do. I may, I may try to do some of that testing for myself one day. So could you, could you get some, if you're rubbing uh, some sleeves together, could you actually produce a decimal that would register? I don't know. I, that's what I'd have to check and see. I, I'd have to dig it out of my, my work tote and uh, see how it's going to work and have to, ha you'd have to have a controlled environment to where you wouldn't have any external noise, same inches level. So my, my brain's turning the tester gear nut in me is like, oh, this, I could, I could set something up like this up. So oh, when you get rich and famous, don't forget to send me some royalties. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. <laughs> if, uh, if that ever happens, I, I think, I think you're way ahead of me on the, on the rich and famous part with scree. So, but, uh, so let's talk about the outer layers. So we've got through some of the core and the base layers and this hard scrabble jacket and the pants, they keep being brought up. So there must be something to the hard scrabble lineup. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, the cool thing about the hard scrabble jacket year one, I mean, those, um, the hands down, those two pieces are our most popular pieces. I would probably add in the, the, the quarter zip, um, Merino, but those two, as far as our outer layers, our hands down, um, our signature pieces. And again, you want you want a soft shell as your outer layer, right? For 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 noise and and also for breathability too. You know, people. One of the things that a lot of hunters get kind of caught up in is they want a waterproof shell, and that's great and everything. This goes back to they want to, you know, they want a, a, a one size fits all, does all, does everything. The problem with that, even, even though a lot of companies that, that advertise waterproof, breathable fabrics, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put a green check mark next to the, you know, the waterproof. But as far as breathable, uh, look, man, if it's, if it's waterproof, it's not going to breathe that well. Uh, and you're exactly right. There's going to be a, there's a trade-off when it comes to waterproofing that you either get, you get higher noise, less breathability, the more waterproof it is. I can go throw on a pair. Of, so I used to run a trap line years ago and our state, when you would have traps then you had to sit, you had to check them every 24 hours, rain, sleet, hell or snow, you had to go. I got in a situation where it rained for like two straight days. So I'm like, how can I run three hours on a four wheeler in the pouring rain? And it's, 35 degrees outside it's cold miserable right what i ended up doing was grabbing a pair of waders and a poncho and i was windproof and waterproof i wasn't breathable i was soaked on the inside but it wasn't from rain by the time i got done walking to and from the traps i was soaked on the inside from sweat even in those colder temperatures because that 100 waterproof layer that i had did not provide me the breathability that I needed. And it sure as heck wasn't something I was going to be deer hunting or things of that nature. So I've seen from personal testing, like in the field, you got one or the other, and it's hard to find that perfect one size fits all product. Like you're talking about, because you have to give and take, if I'm going to have the a waterproof product, it's probably not going to be the quietest product that I want to hunt with. It, it really is give and take. I mean, rain gear, I, I, I don't care what it, I've never, I've never found a piece of rain gear that is quiet, but you could literally say, yeah, that's a quiet piece. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's a give and take. Right. But for me, going back to the soft shell, like the hard scrabble jacket, um, hard scrabble pants, that jacket has a DWR coating on it. Right. 
so it, it's water resistant okay so this jacket if you got a you know if you got a light drizzle or a light rain and it's kind of on and off you're gonna be fine you're not you're not gonna get wet now if you get an absolute torrential downpour that's where you got to pull the you know the like in our case we have ultra lightweight packable rain gear you pull it out you put it on and when the when the rain clears you stuff it back in its stuff sack and you put it back in the pack i mean that's what i use my rain gear for i don't like you know i don't just go hey i'm gonna go climb up a you know three thousand foot ascent up a mountain with rain gear on right it's just you're gonna you're gonna wet out and that's the problem is a lot of guys will get rain gear and they'll get wet and they're like oh this this thing leaked no it actually probably wet it out you wet it out like you did from the inside right and so um i think if you understand when and how to use your pieces but as far as your it, it is the key but as far as your like your your outer layers your hard scrabble jacket that is the the jacket that i reach for for 90 percent of all the hunting i do because it's quiet it's breathable it it insulates it provides adequate insulation right it's just it checks about every box but the fully waterproof but again you want to wear a fully waterproof jacket you're gonna you're gonna sweat you're gonna you're just gonna get probably in a lot of cases too warm unless it's super inclement weather but yeah so the, earlier this season i had a chance to hunt and I, my hunting's been very limited this year and i had two options for rain gear i had the high-end stuff that didn't fit real good because i've gained weight and then i had the cheap stuff that was big and bulky and i was like if i can just get there it'll get me through the hunt by the time i got i, I chose to wear the cheap stuff so by the time i got to the stand i was absolutely soaked and i had ripped it all to pieces right. so there's there's something to be said with quality products versus the cheap stuff and and i, I go back to that time and time again like buy once cry once i want a product that i can invest in um, and speaking of investments, like what kind of warranty? Say you have a situation where I'm on an 18 day hunt and the threads pop off and I have a manufactured defect. Is Scree going to stand behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So, that, and that's one thing we're known for. We have an unconditional lifetime guarantee. I mean, if, if something breaks and not only that, we don't, you know, we don't put guys on trial. I mean, that's, that's another thing as I was building this company, you know, I've, I've tried to get things under warranty. And I mean, some of these companies, it's like you're on a, you're on trial, you know, and you have to prove that, that this is a legitimate return. And we, you know, we stand behind our product. It's got our name on it. We, we know it's ours and uh, that's all we need to know to take care of someone. So yeah, it's, it's pretty simple in that respect. Yeah. And that's refreshing to hear because I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about warranties right now because I was diving into a piece so like I said, I own huntinggeardeals.com. That's what I'm doing on for the main job. And basically I was diving into the warranty of another competitor of yours. And by the time I got done reading it, I realized there's no way I'm ever going to qualify for a warranty unless they literally ship me a product that doesn't work. And I and it's not put together. It's not sewn together and I have to ship it right back. As soon as I wear it, it's done. They had so many loopholes in their warranty setup to where I'm like, there's never, I'm never going to get the chance to use it. So I can't provide, consider a warranty for this product valuable. So when we look at warranties on a, on a car, say you go buy a, a brand new car 
and I'm going to offer you a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty versus a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, there's value in that warranty. So if I've got a company that's going to stand behind the warranty and not haggle or hassle and cause a big bunch of stink, if I say it's messed up, that adds a lot more value to the consumer. So I'm willing to spend more money out of pocket. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it doesn't matter, man. What doesn't matter what you spend your hard-earned money on, whether it's appliances or hunting gear or a new rifle or whatever. Like if you spend your hard-earned money and it's a significant investment, right? Absolutely. And you do that, and it doesn't matter what it is, and, and you have a problem right out of the gate, you know? I mean, maybe it's not as big a deal. You're like, yeah, I got my money's worth out of that after five or 10 years or whatever. But, you know, you have problems a year in or two, year, two years in, and then you call and the company's like, sorry, that doesn't qualify for our warranty. I mean, that, that kind of piss a guy off right there, you know? I mean, yeah. and so... You know, look, man, this is being in this industry. We, we, we have the philosophy that to treat others as we ourselves would want to be treated. Um, I would never personally want that kind of um, customer experience if, if I were, you know, coming, you know, uh, had a legitimate warranty claim. That would be a big issue for me. And so, you know, from the from the very day that we founded the company, that was a big part of our founding principles is make sure we take care of our customers. And that's that's why you guys are still growing each and every year because of that principle. So that's good to hear. I looked through, chance, had a chance to look through the website and I noticed two main camouflage patterns. And we kind of talk about which one's which. So you've talked about the Western side of things, or maybe it's a early season versus a late season pattern. Let's talk about those two patterns and which one I need as a consumer. Awesome. Yeah, you bet. So Summit was actually our first pattern. Um, the, the summer pattern does really good. Our turkey hunters love it um, all across the West, Eastern markets. So it, it's great on the ground and in the turkey woods. Um, and then it's great above timberline. I, I love it above timberline in the Rocky Mountains um, in Alaska, whether you're hunting doll sheep or, or elk or deer above timberline. That's a really great pattern, really great early to mid season pattern. And then the solace was really designed as a later season pattern and it's you know it works really well in a tree stand um blends really well and it was designed specifically with whitetail hunters in mind but also works in great in western um environments as well but later in that season right when when all the foliage is off the trees yeah so for the consumer that hasn't seen that product yet basically you've got the the first, the summit that has the a little bit greens and brighter colors that blends in with an evergreen tree or the spring green. And then you've got the solar situation that is kind of the grays and the duller tones that we would see in later season. Those are both technical patterns. And it blows my mind that we're still seeing the, the old school camouflage with some other brands. So is there a reason why you guys chose more technical patterns versus going with another company that's and what do they call it um when you Mid borrow somebody else's pattern versus yeah. having your own right and, and so traditionally camel started out with what they call mimicry patterns which is is essentially the the sum of taking a picture of a specific habitat environment and then incorporating that yeah. into a camouflage pattern it's called mimicry you're trying to 
actually mimic um, the the habitat environment. The problem with the problem with that is that only works in that specific habitat environment. And if you if you understand the science be, behind visual systems, the world in which we live is made up of fractals, and and Scree's um, concealment algorithm algorithms are made up of those fractals, right? They're different fractals in different shapes and elements. And what that does, and this is why, this is why, by the way, that the, um, you know, the top militaries around the world do not use mimicry. They don't use mimicry because it doesn't work. It looks, you, you, you take that mimicry and, and take it out of, you know, that habitat environment. I mean, believe me, if, if, if an animal sees something they've never seen before, I mean, they're going to, they're going to lock right into you. They're, they're going to identify you as something that's foreign to them. Right. But with fractal algorithms, it, it disrupts the visual system. So, so for example, a deer would ignore our algorithm as something that's natural because it's made up of what our world's made up around us with, which is fractals. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so if you were going to choose out, and I think I already know this, judging by this conversation, and probably any listener is going to I have already figured that out. If you were going to tell somebody, a new customer, hey, if you want to really put Scree to the test, buy this product or this line of products, what would it be? So it'd probably be the Elite Starter Bundle. I think I mentioned that a little earlier, but that that Elite Starter Bundle is, is awesome. Again, it has our three top pieces. It's got our hard scrabble jacket and pant, and then it's got our quarter zip Merino Kaibab 150. And what's cool is we actually have a, a special offer on that, which is this, which is basically you can buy that. We're so confident you're going to be impressed. You can buy it, try it for 30 days. If you're not absolutely satisfied, stuff it back in the box. Not that it matters. It comes in a really cool box, but not that it matters. But it, anyway, you can stuff that back in the box. And send it back to us, and we'll give you a hundred percent refund of your money. That's a that's a pretty bold statement, especially when some guys only get to hunt like two weeks a year. So, yep. Ho, ho, do you see a return on those products? Nope. We love it. Yeah, we we know what we have. I mean, it's it's a great product, and uh, you know, at a very responsible price. And we we're confident that if people will, if we can get people to try it on and wear it out in the field, they're going to be impressed. And that has been our experience. We've actually been running that um, promotion for a couple of years now. So so as a consumer, it gives me sound of mind knowing that there's a refund, policy, thirty basically a 30-day money-back guarantee if I'm going to like it or not. Right. On that, so it's on that specific bundle. Okay. That's hey. just what it is. Is It's an introductory offer to, hey, buy our gear, try it. You know, I mean, now the rest of the products come with a warranty, but it's, you know, if you, if you warn it at that point, unless it has a warranty issue, it's not returnable. But on the, on the elite starter bundle, we're offering our top three products with a 30 day money back guarantee. Gotcha. Okay. Clarify that. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate the clarification. Plus you got the warranty that you already talked about. So I really feel like I'm not risking money i'm not buying something even because you've got a brand that you can't walk into cabela's or bass pro and try on so that brings us to the point where how do i get familiar with your products if i've never seen them in person right so we are 
predominantly a direct to consumer. Um, we do have a few exclusive retailers. I mean, we're not in any of the big box stores, but but honestly, the best way is is to buy it and try it. Um, our our sizing is is pretty well spot on, and we also have what we call a sizing guarantee. And this is something that we've we've done almost since inception, which is if you buy something from us, you try it on, and it doesn't fit, all you have to do is stick it back in the same package it came in. Put a little tape on it apply the the return label and it comes back to us at no cost to you so we guarantee we pay for all the shipping that's awesome yeah because at, at the end of the day like if you can't put your hands and feel it it's hard to buy everything correctly the first time even if you look at the size charts and things like that because let's face it sometimes we don't want to admit we're not as small as we used to be. Right. And I'm, I'm guilty with that as well. Like, especially dress clothes. Like I'll, I'll go and buy new dress pants and then I'm like, Oh crap. I'm, these don't fit. <laughs> like these don't fit at all. Like, right. I got to take them back. And then you just tail tucked, you just go back. So, so it's nice to know there's, there's that option as well. Right. Uh, the hunt club. So checking out, I saw the new sign for the hunt club. What is the scree hunt club? Awesome. So it, it's an exclusive club. It is a subscription based. So you, you join, um, you know, it's, it's $10 a month or $120 a year. And basically it comes with uh, a bunch of different benefits. The number one benefit is once you join, you'll, you'll notice when you go to a product page that there's our retail price, but then there's a membership price. And so anytime you, you buy purchase something, you're going to get that membership price, which is a discounted price. Yeah. In addition to that, you get every, so every $10 that you spend goes into a, an account. It's your personal account here at Scree. And so let's say when fall rolls around and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to buy that new jacket. You're going to get, you know, if you pay, you're going to get everything you paid in thus far. So let's say it was, you know, you've paid $70 in, you're going to get that $70 back to use towards your, your purchase. And you're going to get the membership discount. And then also every single month we, we give away prizes. So, and they're, they're pretty cool prizes. And, and, you know, sometimes it's multiple prizes. And then we have, um, we have a, a, a special community of people that can, you know, you guys, if your members can, can talk and communicate with each other and a whole host of other, other options that are outlined on our on our website but yeah it's kind of a no-brainer it's essentially free because you're gonna we're giving back every dollar um that you spend for the membership comes back to you um towards purchases yeah as soon as you said that i started crunching numbers in my head and i was like there's no loss here i'm just getting a discount and you guys are just going to hold that money for me for the year until i'm ready to buy that product when it goes on sale hopefully at black friday or whenever you guys have the next big sale. If you know what an HSA is, we don't call Exactly. It. That's what I was thinking. It's my, that's my HSA, but a better deal. <laughs> yeah, it's not a health savings account. It's a hunt savings account. I like it. So that's, that's, that's what it is, yeah. Okay, and that's pretty out, slick. We send out a lot of exclusive offers. I mean, there's a lot of exclusivity to, to the club. So... Yeah, that's, that's something I may have to dive in myself and sign up for the hunt club and take advantage of the the hunt savings account <laughs> you're done so 
as far as we're in 2024 already, we've seen new products hit the market throughout the industry. Is there anything new on the horizon? I know we talked about the bibs already, so let's talk about that again real quick. Yeah, be, beyond that's probably all I can release right now. We will um, we will look. We, we are going to be release. We are going to be releasing some uh, some merino wool sock designs. And there's a couple other things on the horizon that I can't quite release to the public yet, but uh, we we got some exciting things in the works for sure. Okay, man, that I'm looking forward to that. Learning more about the products once I jump on the website, and maybe I'll have to order that Elite Starter Bundle for myself, especially with the guarantee offer, the warranty that you guys have, and the Hunt Club sounds like a no-brainer. Is there anything else that you'd like for the consumer to know about the company or your products? No, man. I would just invite people if they've if they've heard of the brand and want to learn more. I mean, jump over to our website. Um, our product pages are, are easy to navigate. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of product in the field photos and, and videos that you can watch and learn more. And also invite you to check us out. You know, over at uh, on Instagram and. Street Gear on Instagram and also uh, just our other social media pages like TikTok and Facebook and, and of course, YouTube. I think that's a great way to just um, learn more about the brand. All right. We'll, uh, we'll try to put some of those links inside the show notes where the listeners can hear and actually see that and, and find you a little easier. Scree, guys, is spelled S-K-R-E and it's ScreeGear.com. Mike, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, letting us learn a little bit more about the product, what you guys stand for, and I'm looking forward to the future. So, been a pleasure. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you, sir. Well, that's all for today, folks. I appreciate you tuning in, but I didn't forget because I saved the best for last. Remember when I said Scree Gear was offering that $150 gift card? Well, this is how you enter. Go to huntinggeardeals.com and you'll find everything you need to know. I'll also put a link directly to the giveaway in the show notes. So thanks for tuning in. 